Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed. Whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Biasteros and the Venezuelan Contingent, and ask me questions if I was confusing. I'm going to call all of the Cubs' rumored signed players signed, whether they are, whether they aren't, I'm going to assume by now, by Monday, by Tuesday, the three Venezuelan Cubs that I have not announced are signed. Um, again, the information received on international signings is a bit dodgy, is a bit dicey, is a bit sketchy, is a bit temperamental, but I'm going to announce that for the best of my willingness, Moises Ballesteros has been signed by the Cubs, as have pitcher Carlos Cabrera and catcher Carlos Ramos. And I'm going to talk a little bit about them after the bump. But first, I want to talk about six categories of things and why it's somewhat important to know which category you're talking about. Six categories of things. There are things you know you know. There are things you know you don't know. There are things you don't know that you know. And there are things that you don't know that you don't know. Those those are four kind of obvious ones. You know, there, there are things that uh, you know which performers are in your favorite musical troupe. You know that. Then there are some things you know that you don't know. Then there are some things you know or you don't know. Then the fifth and the sixth ones are things you think you know, but you don't. And things that you think you don't know, but you do. Now, why why would any of this matter? Why would any of why would it be important when talking about baseball to sometimes people talk about players, baseball players, as this guy fits into a category that really doesn't apply. Someone yesterday was telling me on the Twitter that there are some players that the Cubs sign that they know have no chance of making it to Major League Baseball. They bring in players and they know they have no chance of making it to Major League Baseball. Well, when you look at a list of players who have just been signed, that's the best time. That's the best time to summon 
the concept of, well, just go ahead and tell me. Just go ahead and tell me. Well, let's take the fifth, the, the fourth round of the 2020 draft. You can look it up. Take, take a couple minutes. I'm going da, 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 on whatever, <coughs> excuse me, on whatever platform you're using on your computer. Look up the 2020 draft. And uh, heck, hit pause if you have to. But right now, on your other screen, get posted, get on your screen, the 2020 Major League Baseball Draft. I'm going to... Killing a little time, killing a little time, in case you didn't want to hit pause. Okay, now I'm going to assume you have the 2020 Draft staring you in the face. I'm not looking at it, I'm doing the podcast. But you're looking at the 2020 draft it should be if my hunch is correct it should be 30 names you should be looking at 30 names now some of them i think all of the players signed this cycle i think all of the players signed this cycle so you should be looking at a list of 30 players that signed with their major league team this cycle this cycle meaning they were drafted in June and signed either in June or July. They have been doing their practicing since. They are professional athletes now. They are not college baseball players. They are not high school baseball players. They are professional athletes. So you're looking at a list of 30 players. Now, tell me which of these players have 0% chance of making it to the major leagues. No chance. These guys have... No chance, just off of their name or off of the school that they came from or off of the team that selected them. Which of them have no chance at making Major League Baseball? You're right, none of them. Any of these players are talented enough until they retire, until they die. Until... There's a chance. There is a chance, however remote. And when people talk in baseball about absolutes. This player absolutely will do this. This player absolutely will not do that. You can't know that. When you're assessing baseball stuff, unless you're a talk show host, and you're doing anything you possibly can, including lying, to get additional listeners, get additional viewers, get well, whatever it is. If you're trying to give off actual truth, actual real content, admit what you know, admit what you don't know. If you have absolutely no idea about someone, well, there's no idea about this guy. Really, I have no idea about this guy. The release says he is from this town. The release says he is a seventh round draft pick. The release, but other than that, I have no idea. So many people in the sports genre, possibly baseball more than others, I don't know. They like to say things they don't know 
as things that they do as things that they do know. I remember back in the day, someone criticized a draft pick the Cubs had made. He was a high school player, and at the time he was throwing 88, 89, 91 out of high school. And someone was commenting on one of the blogs. Why did the Cubs draft this guy? They don't need any more soft tossers. This guy doesn't throw hard. Why did they draft him? Was foolish drafting this guy. Swing 89-91 out of high school. Sometimes as players mature, as they get older, as they start lifting weights, as they develop, they get bigger, they get stronger, they get faster, they throw harder. This person who someone was criticizing, the Cubs don't need any more soft tossers. is Justin Steele, who is currently on the Cubs 40-man roster and throws 95 miles an hour from the left side. Know what you know, know what you don't know, and as you're assessing information, admit which you're talking about at the present time. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I put effort and quality into each one to try to assure information that you won't get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might enjoy this sort of information delivery service on Deep Dive Cubs News, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them, perhaps this one. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, or subscribe is also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance in sharing. Much of this podcast is on assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, most podcast delivery systems allow a simple link for you to contribute to the podcast and host in the fashion that is most applicable for you. Anchor also allows sponsorships for podcasts. Thank you for any and all levels of support. So, the six categories. What does that have to do with three Venezuelan signings or the entire IFA class? I'll get to the Venezuelan signings in a second. I'm going to start with the big fish, Christian Hernandez. Christian Hernandez is the Cubs signing that is getting the most ado this week. He should be. He deserves it. He had 30 teams definitely interested in signing him. And he chose the Cubs over all the others. $3 million. And... There have been some comments on him as far as how good he's going to be, how he's going to do this, how he's going to do that. And I caution people. When you're talking about Christian Hernandez, Christian Hernandez, don't guarantee 
what you can't deliver. He's highly rated. He's all tooled up. He could make it to Wrigley. He could be a very good player. None of those do I have any problem with. He will be a stud. Oh, no, you can't say that, really. You, you don't know that. You don't know that. Know what you know, know what you don't know. If Christian Hernandez develops as desired, he could and even should be a very useful player for the Cubs at the major league level. Or possibly he might get traded for someone who would be a valuable player at the major league level. But Christian Hernandez will have to prove it. First off, he'll have to prove it in spring training and extended spring training. He will have to convince the executives of the Cubs that he belongs in Arizona as opposed to the Dominican. In the Dominican, in the, uh, in the Dominican players don't necessarily play... Boy, how do I want to phrase this? Some of the games are rather informal. Some of the games are rather informal. Some of the development is rather informal. It's not a case of necessarily... Um, like Ed Howard. Ed Howard, in his junior year of high school, had a specific schedule. And he, his high school team had games that the if a scout wanted to go watch Ed Howard play against another high school team, you'd have a schedule, you'd go watch him play. And you, just like with all the other American teams, you have a schedule, you go see the game, and you make your assessments. In the Dominican, it's not necessarily like that. There's a lot of baseball being played, but it's not necessarily scheduled. And there are people who have said that in games, Christian Hernandez did not look nearly as good as one would hope for a player that's all tooled up and is allegedly going to be a stud. He's going to have to prove it. If in extended spring training, Christian Hernandez is better than the players in extended spring training or is as good as the players in extended spring training, he'll go to the Arizona League. If he's hitting like 130, if he's missing curveballs by three feet, they'll sign him to the Dominican League. Extended spring training is about deciding who should go where, and there's competition. It's not necessarily that the wins and losses are important. It's about are the players representing, where do they look like they belong. Christian Hernandez will have to represent in extended spring training to go to Arizona. And once he gets to the Arizona League, whenever that is, if he's a whole lot better than the Arizona League, guess what happens? Then he gets promoted to low A, Myrtle Beach. If he does a whole lot better than the 
players in Myrtle Beach, if he's a whole lot better than the Carolina League, or whatever they're going to call it, then what happens? He gets promoted to level up. And he decides how soon he gets promoted to the next level by how well he does. But we're going to talk the rest of the time about Ballesteros and specifically Romero. Carlos Romero and Moises Ballesteros are two catchers. Ballesteros sounds to be the more um, highly regarded prospect. And Romero, less so. How less so? I don't know. But one of the things that Tom Ricketts deserves credit for, I know that a lot of people bag on him for this, that, and the other thing, and some of them completely deserve being bagged on. He's done a lot of things that have not helped the team in the last number of years. But there are two things that he's done that have been very wise. He has kept two Dominican teams, and he has kept two Arizona League teams. What that means is extra at-bats for players. Since the Cubs have two teams, let's say Moises Ballesteros is usually going to be the catcher for, I think it's Cubs Red and Cubs Blue now. So let's say Moises Ballesteros gets sent to Cubs Red. Let's say that means that you know, the six games of the week, he will start two of them, come in in relief in two of them, and DH in another. Usually what the Cubs end up doing is they'll have three catchers on a team. One will start and go about five or six innings. Then another will come in and replace them. No, it's not about pinch hitting or anything like that. It's a, They want the catchers to be involved, included in the game, incorporated into the game, and if you have one catcher go five or six, then another guy come in, pit, cover the last you know four or five innings, whatever it is, it's less strain on the starter's knees. The backup stays engaged. He pays attention. He's, okay, now, what, what pitches are working? Oh, okay. I say, okay, th this hitter, okay, yeah. And if the catcher is more engaged, she'll probably do a better job. I, I'm guessing that's the, I should probably do a little bit of follow-up work on that, but um, so, so the Cubs have four catchers a day getting in half a game of work. If the Cubs only had one team, they would only have two players playing. And Ballesteros and Ramos, Romero, in an alternate signing picture, I want Carlos Romero to be dressed up as the Joker from Batman because I am a horrible person. Carlos Romero in a Cubs uniform. I, I'm just thinking of that. But uh, if the Cubs only had one team, that would be all those at-bats from the second team that they would lose. Fortunately, they still have two teams. 
in the Dominican. Fortunately, they still have two teams in Arizona. Otherwise, if Mo um, Christian Hernandez is playing shortstop for the one and only Cubs Arizona League team, no other player would be able to be playing shortstop for the Cubs Arizona League team that day. Having two teams each is huge. You can rip on Tom Ricketts for anything you want, but be thankful that he is allowing the two teams. Carlos Cabrera, the left-handed pitcher out of Venezuela, there's not really a whole lot out there on him. Probably some scout saw him, thought he looked worth following up on, checked into him, came to an agreement, handshake deal, all that kind of stuff. And the Cubs have another left-hander. Probably 17 years old. I don't even know that. How well will he develop? That's what the Dominican Summer League is about. And I'm still trying to mentally put together how I'm going to be covering games when they resume. Because as poorly as the draft is covered in Cubs circles, the Cubs minor leagues, I don't really like how they're covered either. It's better, but I don't like how it's covered. Um, will my way be better? I don't know. But I, I, don't, I don't like how it's done. Um... The Cubs have a decent initial start of a, an international contingent for the 2021 campaign. It used to be you'd combine two years, you know, the 19, uh, 2019-2020 campaign or the 2020-2021 campaign. But now it, it's just 2021 because it's January to December. And shortly, in, in a couple years, three, four years, there, there will be an international draft, and I won't agree with that, and that will be another podcast eventually. But um, the Cubs have a nice start to an international signing class. They will add more players, and when they're signed, we will have no information on them, really. No, nothing actionable. You won't be able to get spin rate. You won't be able to get exit velocity on the hitter's swings. You won't, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Um, if you're interested in the international players, you're in the right place. Because quite a few very well-respected Cubs prospect writers dismiss the Dominican League as rather insignificant. Why? I guess you'd have to ask them. Check out their podcast, I guess. Um, I value games in the Cubs pipeline. I crave games in the Cubs pipeline. I wish the Cubs had a developmental pipeline in the Southern Hemisphere where players from places other than the Dominican Republic and Canada, uh, 
Dominican Republic and Panama and Venezuela and stuff uh, where players like that could get to play because then I would have games to talk about during the winter. But really, I don't. I don't want to talk about the Venezuela uh, Venezuelan Winter League. Um, I want to talk about Cubs games. I want to talk about Cubs pipeline games. And until there are Cubs pipeline games, in about five weeks, I'll be able to start talking about college baseball games. And I will be talking about college baseball games, presumably on podcasts. Because what the heck else am I going to be talking about until spring training gets going for real? And some of those will be a bit dicey on being Cubs-related, but it will definitely be deep-dive Cubs-related, because if you win the draft, you eventually win games. Carlos Ramos, Carlos Cabrera, Moises Ballesteros. Get used to saying the names. Say them. Say the names. Christian Hernandez. Raino. And that's why you say the names, because if you don't have them committed to memory, then you forget them. uh, The Cubs have a decent batch of players to develop. So do the other 29 teams. International spending is an aspect of baseball, of affiliated baseball that's underplayed. Cubs fans like to think that they have the guys, they have the dudes, they have the studs. Their guys are... These guys could be very good. There have been classes that were considered really good that didn't turn out that way. It's all going to depend upon how they develop. And a bunch of that is in games. And once games resume, at Pre-Arb Excellence, I will cover them. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.